Hey everybody, this is Brian Zane from Wrestling With Regret and the Standing Streamer. He's put me over, so now I'm putting him over with Putting You Over. Uh, this guy's called the Standing Streamer. Everybody, welcome to putting you over. Look at that. We're right on the on the dot. Nine o'clock. How's it going? What's going on? I'm the standing streamer, your host for tonight for putting you over. Chunks, thanks for the for the host. It uh and thanks for that intro music because I love it. I love listening to it. And uh I want I, I man, I could I could listen to you make music like that with different wrestling sound drops for days. You, you should do it. I got a ton. I can give them to you. It, it'd be fun. It also would serve me a great purpose. But I said <clears throat> about 9.15 we'll have Max Caster, uh, independent wrestler. And I'm going to say musician as well. I'll let him comment on that. He'll be on the show. We'll talk to him for a little bit. Remember, we're raising money for St. Jude as well. Exclamation point. Oh, wait. I think I can do it. Exclamation point St. Jude in the chat. I really need a producer. I need someone down here to just click things for me and let people in. Um, Oh, here he is. Perfect. All right, hold on. Let me throw these damn headphones in my ear. Get a producer. Can you hear me, Mr. Caster? Yes, I hear you. Can you hear me? I I can, and you're not chopping... And uh, we can hear the whole story. I was just saying while you were switching, uh, you know, platforms there and, and going over your phone, I, I, you're very well-spoken, and I want the people to hear you. I want you to be able to put yourself over and, and you know, execute the stuff properly. And I, I just thought it was choppy earlier, and it just wasn't going to work out, and it wouldn't have been – would have been disrespectful. So could you tell us the story with Synergy, Colin, that ends in rapping again? Because we missed the middle. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I know Colin. I've never wrestled for Synergy, but I know Colin West from when I would do CZW. He was always around there. 
And so when they were putting together this promo competition, um, Anthony Green went to Colin. He said, do you need to put Caster in this? And um, he asked me. I said, yeah. So I just got in. And I started rapping. That's it. You started rap, and that's that is where I saw you um, rapping on Promo Master. But you, so you've never wrestled for Synergy yet? Not yet. Not yet. I, <laughs> it's it's one of those things. It's like, um, you know, uh, I know all the guys there. It just hasn't come up the right time. So uh, I'm sure after this, I think um, I think that might change. I hope. I know, so. right? It's just hopefully. Hopefully things will change, especially for the area, you know, the independent wrestler. Um, they can't get out. I've talked to a few on here, and it's – you got to do what you got to do. You know, like what are, what are you doing during this time to stay sane? Uh, <laughs> I do what I would normally do. I'm just working out, and I make music. That's uh, what I like to do. Uh, it's hard to find people to actually hang out with. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's at least one person that I get to hang out with, but uh, that's about it. So, um, yeah, working out, dude, I, uh, I, I'm i such a, a workout fanatic when it comes to wrestling. Like, I, I, I always try to find a way to, to cross train or, or what can I do at home that's wrestling related. Um, so I'm always trying to, like, make stuff up, put my knee pads on and see what I can do in, in the backyard or something. It's not much, but. Uh, yeah so i i really do miss the ring i miss um i miss beating people up probably the most so uh until then i just beat them up with my words so which you're very good at and we will touch on that later um let's let's scroll back Uh, can you tell me about your first wrestling memory whether it's in action or on tv like like where does your love for wrestling stem from that's such a good question. I have a bad memory when it comes to that. I um, like like I do remember watching when I was a kid. I couldn't tell you the first ever thing that I ever watched, but I know we had the games on Super Nintendo. I know we would uh, watch every Monday. I I think the one thing I remember that always stuck with me was. The New Age Outlaws. Whoa, 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 whoa! Stop Jack the clock. Harry Funk off the stage oh, in the picture. I remember that. Yeah, that's that's the thing that has always stuck with me from the beginning, and I was just like, and I don't, I forget if that was like the last thing on the show that night, but it just kind of ended, and I was like, wait, are, are they dead? Are they okay? And like that, that really like drew me in. So. You know, now now I think I have that in my system. Like, I need to put two people in a dumpster and push them off of a, a 10-foot stage just to see if it feels the same as it did when I was watching it. I, yeah, I mean, like, I, no one no one's done it since, so you might as well give it a shot. Hey, right? everything comes back around. History repeats, uh, and I'm a guy who makes history, and I guess I'll start repeating history. There you go. Now you you said um, like we had Super Nintendo and we had this and that. Are you talking about you and your friends, or do you have a big family? Was wrestling big in your family? Uh, it was just me and my brother, my older brother, and yeah. um, he grew out of wrestling at a certain point. Uh, I grew out of wrestling at a certain point, just like everybody, and then I got back into it, and um, I it kind of just stuck with me for a very long time. 
And my family, they don't really care about wrestling. I think my dad probably watched a little bit when he was young. And, you know, my brother didn't get back into it until I started wrestling. And he follows what I do. And that's about it. But I'm, I'm the biggest wrestling fanatic in the house, probably in the neighborhood right now. And um, this is what I do. I'm a wrestler. This is what you do. I would, I would love, I love to be in your shoes. I, I should have gone. I should have done something in wrestling, and I never did, but I should have, should have done it. And and so now, now I'm going to talk to wrestlers about how and what they do, um, and all that fun stuff. But so you said something like, what, what do you, what does your dad think of of you now, like in in, in your pursuit? Uh. I, I really don't know. I could just tell you that when I told them I was going to sign up to wrestling school, I said, I'm going to put down $2,500 for a year of professional wrestling training. <laughs> and they just, and they just said, uh, okay, it's the money. That's fine. So, so I, I like there, I thought they were going to talk me out of it. Cause I'm like, this is always something I wanted to do. Yeah. This is the perfect opportunity. I'm going to, put down $2,500 off the bat before I ever step into a ring, before I officially meet anybody. I, I paid it through, I think, PayPal or something. Um, it, it wasn't it wasn't a check. It wasn't cash. I, 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 pay, I PayPal an email account, and I was like, well, I guess I'll just show up. And, you know, lucky for me, I didn't send it to any con men or, or thieves or anything like that. This was to a wrestling school? What school was that? This is Creative Pro. Creative Pro. This is, um, yeah, it, it's Kurt Hawkins and Pat Buck. And the very first day they opened, very first open house, I was there and I, I had signed up for a year already. And, and I think I was the only one who committed to a year. A lot of guys just put down the one month because, of course, you don't know what you're right. getting into. Yeah. But I, I figured if I just put down a month, I could always just quit after a month yeah so let me put down a year give it a year and see how i'm progressing and luckily i i was doing well and you know here i am today i've turned into platinum max i'm one of the greatest wrestlers on the planet the greatest in my in in my opinion and the opinion of many others the greatest rapper slash athlete in the world right now which i don't know who's who's stepping to me it's not Le'Veon bell i could tell you that no he's horrible um, so this is, this is just kind of how it worked out. So, so creative pros, the school that, that, um, I'm, I've always been with since day one of their opening, since day one of my training. Um, and it was the best decision I could have made. You have to put my cool interview sunglasses on. <laughs> right. Got to We gotta be, I gotta be professional. These are my yeah, let's cool. be cool. Yeah. Let's be cool. Exactly. Let's be cool. Um, I have this dry erase board in front of me with all these notes. I haven't touched one of those notes yet. I got so involved with your family. 2500 That's a smart move, though, because you're right, because you could put down a month and be like – and struggle for that first month and be like, you know what? I'm done. Screw this and, and walk away. But you, you put your, literally put your money where your mouth was. Um, your first match, why don't you go to your first match that you ever had? What was that feeling like? Oh, I, I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> what about your I opponent? Think, Were they experienced? Or... Yeah, so my first, my first first match was at a birthday party that we ran at the school. 
for some little kids. And it was me and another guy who is not training anymore. He quit years ago uh, against VSK and uh, Ryan Gallione. And both those guys are still wrestling. Both those guys were at least five, six years in at that point. So they controlled the match and they got through it. But looking back at like the couple things that I, you know, these guys are hitting me so hard. Like I'm, I'm trying to hit them. I'm falling over when I'm trying to hit them. And, um, you know, it was just, it was just a really strange feeling. I'm, I'm out there. I feel completely naked. I was probably wearing trunks. Um, so, which, which I don't do anymore because it's weird, but, um, like, yeah, that, that I think was my first match. And then my, our first show we ran in front of actual, like paying fans, which is a lot of our family and stuff. Um, again, that was, that was a, a strange situation. I was wearing trunks. The trunks were too small for me. I felt naked. Um, and I came out and they were booing me. I didn't really know what to do. And um, I, 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 the match was probably not good. Uh, I have not watched it, and I will not watch. So. <laughs> you won't go back and, and, and analyze it? Not that early. I, there's nothing to analyze there. It's just the insecurities of a, of a boy who started wrestling for some reason. Um, I'll watch my matches back now from you know even a few years ago. Um, 2016 2017 on up to now and those are matches that i could i could pick apart and i i could take stuff that i've forgotten that i do or or find things that i need to improve on still uh but no not not any first year matches that's that that's brutal like i wouldn't subject anybody to watching a first year match let alone my first ever match that's horrible horrible and you keep saying those those trunks and you felt naked and all i kept thinking about was i i gotta like this you're looking for something i'm looking to see if my trunks are here oh they might might be around here somewhere but that go on this might be this might be a little too much information too much too personal and that's fine i understand it but i have to know do you wear like regular underwear underneath those trunks it's a good question um back then uh i think I had maybe some thongs um, that I would wear. There's also, you could wear a jock strap, oh, um, but it, it's, none of it is comfortable, but I, I found the best, the best solution is a Speedo, like a bathing suit Speedo, uh, because it, it doesn't absorb the water as much. You can wash it out in the sink and it'll dry real quick. Um, and it's, it keeps you nice and secure. It's not gonna leave any lines. It's not going to, you know, wedge its way up your butt, um, and and it's it's just nice and tight. It's not going to pop out the bottom of your trunks or, or out the top of uh, your waistband or anything. That like speedo. If any wrestler is going to take anything away from this interview today, <laughs> is wear a, an actual speedo. They sell them on Amazon. They're great. There you go. Get it. Keeps everything in tight, dry. Oh. Nothing slips out. It's got to be tight. Plus, when I put socks down the front, it just stays right there. <laughs> Nothing ever moves around. Uh, since we're talking about all the important things of wrestling, is there anybody you owe for helping you get your foot in the door? I always say that um, 
Damian Gibbs is a guy, he doesn't wrestle anymore, but he was first starting out in, I think, 2012, late 2012, and he had posted online on a message board, hey, I'm having my first match. If anyone wants to come, just come out. And I was like, okay, this is in New Jersey. I live on Long Island. Uh, and so I just, I drove over and I went to see the show and I said hello to him. And, I, and when I talked to him, I was like, you know what? Wrestling isn't so unattainable after all. It's, you know, he was a guy who was not much bigger than me. He wasn't taller than me and he's a great wrestler, but I'm looking at it like, wow, like this is a guy who's actually doing it. And he's sitting here and talking to me and I watched his first match and it was great. It was a battle royal. It was fun. But, and, and I'm like, okay, well, this is the school I'd want to go to. Um, and it was in New Jersey. So I never really committed to doing that drive however many days, two or three days. And that's Pat Buck's school in New Jersey. And so when Pat and Kurt Hawkins were opening up the school on Long Island, which is 20 minutes away from my house, I got a message from Damian Gibbs. He said, there's no excuse. You need to go and do this. And I said, okay, I will do it. And $2,500 <laughs> and now six years later. 2500 PayPal. It's the best thing I've ever heard. Uh, why don't you, uh, for the people maybe in the Twitch chat tonight, or we're going to push this out to YouTube that might read, the, uh, listen to this and, or watch it or whatever the case may be. Uh, why don't you explain your, your character and your wrestling style a little bit? Uh, my character is me. I don't. Great. I like that. I, I, I don't ever call myself a, a, a character or a gimmick. Um, there are guys who, who do that, and that's, that's perfectly yeah. fine. I, I, I train a lot of guys at the school now, and I always like to help them come up with things that they can do that are unique. But for me, um, my character is me. I'm a guy who likes wrestling. I'm a guy who likes rapping. I put those both together, and I'm a guy who's making diss tracks on your favorite wrestlers, and there's nothing they could say because nothing is going to be better than what I'm doing. There's no promo they can cut. There's no attack they can hit me with that's more memorable than my songs. So that's what I do. In, if I had to boil it down to an elevator pitch, I'm a rapper. Three words. One contraction, two other words. I am a rapper. And so aside from that, you know, that's, it just stems from there. And this, this is what I would be doing if I wasn't a wrestler. Um, my wrestling style, I feel like I'm a very technical wrestler, but I am the kind of guy who's able to do a little bit of everything. So you'll see me come off the top. You will see me brawl. You will see me grab holds. Um, so I, I'm always, I've always been a well-rounded wrestler. I think that's a testament to who I was trained by. Um, if I was trained by a, a luchador or a, a British guy, I would probably lean heavily to one style. But I have, I have the best trainers ever who've gone through it all, seen it all. So I kind of know all. You know it all. I, I like all, that bro. though. I like, I like, I think the best wrestlers are basically their character is. And the, and the real person is such an immersion. Like, like it's hard to tell where the, where the line is between the two, and I think that makes the best wrestlers. So your answer 
I was I was happy to hear that. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, when it boils down to it, what I love doing more than wrestling, more than rapping, is annoying people. Yeah, and, I knew I'd like yeah, you for some reason. <laughs> yeah, annoying people, trolling people. I grew up when I when I was growing up, I was an internet troll. There you go. Not a not a mali- not a malicious one. I wasn't you know. But sending, a good one. A good one. Sure. I wasn't sending magazine subscriptions to to kids' houses or anything like that. I was I was making innocuous comments, but it was all to get a rise. And I got a rise out of people. And now I'm kind of bringing that energy into what I do, into music, into wrestling. Merge that all together. It's a big triangle. That is what you see here. I'm. Platinum Max, the Platinum hit maker. Max. I disrupt. I disrupt things. That's what I like to do. Cause chaos. I like it. Chaos. Entropy. Any word you want to use for it. But it's it's what I do. And you're good at it. I'm really good at it. Seriously, ask ask any of the guys that uh, that I know that I wrestle with. They know that I will want to screw with them in some way, shape, or form. That's what I do, whether it's telling white lies, whether it's pranking them, whether it's just getting people to turn against each other. That's what I do. Um, before we touch on your music, which I, I do want to touch on music and, and wrestling and that combination in a second, um, and, and you kind of hinted at it because you do have a love for the music, and you even mentioned that you are training people. But do you have a five-year plan? Do you have a, a backup plan, too, if this, if this doesn't come to fruition, what you want? Or do you even look that far ahead? Is it fair to look that far ahead in this day and age now? Um, I never looked that far ahead in my life. If I said, okay, at 18 – before I went to college, before, you know, anything really happened in my life. If I told you in the time since I was 18, I was uh, a doorman at an apartment building. I worked at a restaurant. I worked in an office building. I worked uh, at a radio station. And I worked as a professional wrestler. That's, you know, who, who's making that up? Who, why would I plan that? I, I, I don't I don't plan these things. When opportunities come up, I, I jump at it. Um, and so that's just kind of what I've always done. So no, I don't have a five-year plan. But I will say that um, since being not able to wrestle as of late, um, and prior to that, I was out with a knee injury for about three months mm. um, with surgery. It was great. This time has given me a lot of time to reflect on what I'm actually doing and what I'm actually aiming for in professional wrestling. It's something that I put a lot of energy and a lot of pain and literally blood, sweat, and tears. We've we any ask any wrestler, they've cried. They've they've cried over it. It's a very mentally draining yeah. sport. Um, and I put all this effort in. And I don't know if my focus was always there for the big picture. And the big picture to me is proving that I'm the best wrestler in the world. And I don't have a plan as to what I need to do that. I'm not sitting here saying, okay, I need to do this and then I'll go here and then I'll go here and then I'll go here. No, I'm just going to keep having the best matches and, and looking at the guys who are at the top of the card and saying, okay, Top guy, I'm going to have a better match than this guy today, and everyone's going to remember what I do. 
And I think what I was doing before was going out there and trying to impress people, um, trying to impress promoters so I get booked again, trying to impress fans so I could sell a T-shirt, and not really being true to myself when the bell rings. I could do all the things. I could beat a guy up, but part of the sport is to project yourself. If I'm projecting anything else, any manufactured version of me, I'm screwed. So I think now in the very like few matches that I had between the injury and then the coronavirus, I had been putting together a string of matches where it was what I wanted to do and it was how I wanted to be. And I had never gotten more praise than I had before. So um, I think now seeing that, being in this situation now, I have a very clear mind. Wrestling puts wrestlers in a tunnel vision. I don't know if you could ever understand this, but you, you're you're wrestling and you've you've accepted all these horrible things about wrestling as you're doing it. You've accepted the long drives. You've accepted low pay. You've accepted physical harm. You've accepted mental harm. All these things bad. People abusing themselves. Um, and because you've accepted that, you get a tunnel vision. And you say, okay, all this is okay. But now that I've stepped back, I say, well, none of that is okay. I'm platinum max. I, I deserve more money. I deserve better travel. I deserve better treatment. I deserve to treat myself better. And that last one is very, very important. I deserve to treat myself better. And I deserve better for myself. So that's what I've been doing. I've been accepting who I am. And, and that's the most important thing you could do as a wrestler. That, that was extremely well said. Accepting the good, accepting the bad, stepping back, getting out of that tunnel vision. Uh, man, that has a lot to do with my shoot job. I'm a behavioralist, and we're talking all about accepting the good and the bad, doing a lot of trains. And that was wow, you were on point with that. So, well said. I, I live it. I live it. I trust me. I beat myself down, man. Yeah. I, I was I was in a real rough spot towards the end of last year. Um, even before I, I blew my knee out, and then after it got even worse. You could I'm sure you could imagine. So, yeah. going through that experience and then talking it out and getting to step away for real, like step away. Like even literally. when I was injured, I, even when I was injured, I was still training guys. I wasn't out of it. I didn't let myself get out of it. And now getting out of wrestling is probably the most healthy thing that we could all do as wrestlers right now. And then when it comes back, I know guys are going to be doing crazy stuff. I know guys are going to want to get all of it out of their system. Um, But I'm going to keep doing what I do and doing the things that make me happy. That's the most important thing. Do you, you keep, and this is probably a silly question, but do you keep up to date with the quote unquote major promotions, WWE, W, NWA, MLW? Uh, to an extent, I, I, I don't uh, watch anything religiously. And um, even up, up until probably the last two days, the last two days I watched so much wrestling, older stuff, yeah. um, you know, not, not anything that's on TV live necessarily, but just going back and, and just falling into wormholes where I was in a Nigel McGuinness, my favorite wrestler oh. of all time, Nigel, Nigel McGuinness wormhole. Um, 
the last two days, and I, I'm in a constant New Japan wormhole, and I'm in a constant uh, like Ric Flair wormhole, and these things all kind of circulate um, in my orbit, but I, I don't really keep up with with much current stuff. That's I was that's gonna lead me to an, another uh, question. I always ask people. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put you in a, a three way match, dream dream match three way. I want you to pick a wrestler from the present now, in you know now, and a wrestler from the past. So you, a wrestler from now, and a wrestler from the past. Who would you pick? From the past is Nigel McGuinness. Yeah, that's what I figured. As that soon as is, said it. That is one hundred percent. I every year at Creative Pro we do a a list of goals for the new year. And on the list is three people you want to work with or wrestle. And I always put Nigel McGuinness on the list because it is my dream match. And I, I would love for him to hit me with a lariat. And I would love for him to, to put me in the London dungeon and tear my, my tricep. It would, be, it would be a dream. It would be a dream. So he's in the match. Uh, a person from now, tough to say. There's a lot of great people. Um, I'm trying to think of somebody who would appreciate the match. I I think not not necessarily somebody I need to fight right now, but somebody who would appreciate that. Um, you know, maybe maybe a guy like my, one of my favorite opponents of all time is Wheeler Yuta. Uh, he's a great opponent. MJF, uh, a really great opponent. Hmm. I don't know Wheeler Yuta. Yeah, you know, he, he should, you should, if you check out more independence, if you check out beyond, or he's literally all over the place, um, from the Midwest to the East, um, you know, let's, let's say, um, let's say MJF. I, I, I love that guy and, uh, I'm sure he could hang with, uh, me and Nigel. I, when you say Nigel, I just think of that, the WWE network special they had. I couldn't watch it without getting teary-eyed and it, it was rough it was a while ago yeah, yeah i i i did i did check that out i checked out his uh self-produced documentary which yeah. is a lot, a lot sadder than the wwe one um and to see to see where he is now is is amazing yeah. i yep. couldn't be happier for him as a as a fan um but as a wrestler that's the one guy I want to wrestle yeah. and I probably will never let it go because it probably will never happen. But if it ever, if it ever does happen, then I could say dreams come true. Well, I think That's he could lay you out with a lariat. He could do one lariat. Uh, right. I, I would beg. I would, I would sit there and beg. I'd say, Nigel, you need to hit me right now. Okay. Um, I, I really, that's like the only thing in wrestling that I want, and it can never happen, so I will never, ever be fully satisfied, I bet. So now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to touch on your, your promo skills and your, your, uh, your rapping. You mentioned MJF. Who would win in a promo battle, you or MJF? That is, uh, Max is a great promo. Max is a great talker. He, I don't even... I don't even want to downplay what he does at all. He's amazing. He could cut me down in a second. If I had the time to sit there and write out a rap, 
and deliver it perfectly, I'm sure I'd get a great response. But I'm sure his response to it would <laughs> destroy me. And then I would be like, well, uh, blah, blah. but I, I can I can do regular talking too. We're talking now. This is what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, so if, if it came down to that, uh, I think it would be a little a little closer if I actually stood there and talked. But, you know, he's like a generational talent. Yeah. I've, I've, I've never seen a guy like him. I trained with him. Like he is from the same training facility as me and I've seen everything he's done. I've heard everything he said and everything he's ever said has come true. And knowing that it's hard to argue with anything that he does. So I would, I would take that challenge and it would be close, but I would not be surprised if he beat me. We cut you down. All right, let's go. Let's go with rapping. So you mentioned something earlier. You're the only wrestler rapper and we got to thinking there's some people in the chat mentioned some names and I started thinking we had Enzo Amore. He's he's no longer anywhere to be seen. He's from the New Jersey area. Uh I don't know where he is at this moment in time. Although he did just wrestle Brian Pillman Jr. not too long ago. But um and then and then the other name that came to mind was uh Leo Rush, who just quote unquote retired from wrestling. Um and oh. he's releasing an album in five days so it got me thinking that would be one hell of a match not only on the mic but i think in the ring a little leo rush a little platinum max you ever had any plans with him i've probably said hello to him uh at a czw show Mm -hmm. when i was backstage um but never never in the ring um from everything i know he's a nice guy yeah um i haven't I haven't heard much of his music. Uh, I'm sure it's great. Um, Enzo, again, I, a great guy on the microphone, um, and he made money, or he was on his way to making a lot of money, so I respect that guy. I, I will say I, I got to um, acknowledge that there is another rapper who's a wrestler on the independent level. Uh, I've, never, I've never met him. I've met all his friends. From Buffalo, but his name is Kevin Bennett, and um, Bennett. yeah, check check him out. He's he's does um, themed raps, and he did like a, a quarantine rap recently, and he does uh, he did like a Pokemon rap that got a bunch of views. So if you check him out, like he does really really great music, and he's a really good wrestler as well. Um, so there there is a guy who that match could happen tomorrow if wrestling comes back and you know, I think we would be able to push each other to do the best things that, that we could possibly do. It'd be a real competition that I I've never seen before because nobody can compete with what I rap, but he is a rapper. He's a great rapper. So uh, that would be like a, a, a challenge that I really, really want. Interesting. I wrote them down. I, wrote, I usually have paper here, but I don't. So I had to write them on my hand. Um, <laughs> One thing I like to do on this show is I, I like to never keep anybody over an hour, and you know we're we're coming up on that. And I I also want to give the mic to you at the end to put yourself over to to plug whatever you need. Um, but I'm gonna go out on a limb for myself here and uh, do something that I haven't done since like the second episode of of this whatever this is this show that I've started. Um, I I was wondering if you 
because you do Freestyle Friday. And uh, but today's Thursday, and I get it. Um, <laughs> would you like to to cut a putting you over uh, ID? Would you like to wrap a quick putting you over ID for me? You want me to wrap something? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> could you do it off the top of your head? Uh, probably not. Let's just say that. <laughs> hey, you know uh, what? You I know would... what, Platinum Max? I appreciate yeah. that honesty. You know. And uh, it depends. It depends on how good you want it to be. Oh, like, sure, I, I could do it. I could care less, man. Whatever you I want mean, to put but, out. But I would care because you would have to play it over and over. Yes, that's right. So <laughs> here's the thing: I do appreciate your honesty. And in, in another thing, I say on this show a lot, and I'll say in, when I DM'd you and, and contacted you, I appreciate the honesty. So, um, yeah, no, you. That's fine. That's not a problem at all. Um, I just had to ask because you are so good on the mic and maybe somewhere in the future it can happen, but uh, you never know. Anyways, I'm not opposed to it. I'm not opposed to it, but you put me on the spot. I did. You know, know, and I I knew when I said it, I was like, okay, okay, Kevin, you're either going to, you're putting yourself out there. He's either going to be able to do it right off the top of his head or that isn't something he does, and you're putting him on the spot, and that's not cool to do. But that's okay. I'm good with it, and we don't have to do it. It's fine. Yeah, there's there's this viral clip. There's this guy who's on a morning talk show in Alabama or something. And he's like, oh, I have this book of, of poetry. And the lady's like, do you want to read from your book? He goes, no, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to freestyle. And she goes, oh, great, you're going to freestyle. And then he sits there, and he just blanks. And that is one of my biggest fears. If somebody ever says, Max, you need to go right now. Right. Yeah, I'm going to be like that guy and I'm going to want to read from my book instead. Well, it's like, it's, it's like art. It's your art form. And the way you, you project that art and you uh, create that art is, is in a certain way. And, and that's how you do it. So I, I respect that and, and I'm good with that. But, but anyways – Platinum Max, let's let's not get off the track. Let's let's get back on the track about you, about your cool shades. Um, this is the time of the show where I like to give give the mic to you, and uh, you can put yourself over. You can plug anything you got, anything you got coming up, whatever you want. It does not matter to me. I will not interrupt. The floor is yours, my friend. Okay, well, thank you very much for the microphone. And uh, my name is Platinum Max Caster. I am the hit maker. You can follow me on social media. It's at Caster Show because my life is a show. Caster Show. Um, that's Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud. Uh, my Facebook is personal. If you're a fan, I probably won't uh, accept you as a friend unless I'm trying to sell you something at that moment. So let's hope I have something on sale. And by the way, speaking of sales, there's always ProWrestlingTees.com slash Shook Crew. If you don't know, I'm part of the Shook Crew, one of the best trios in all of wrestling, the world-famous Shook Crew. Uh, so you can go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Shook Crew and get T-shirts there. Um, what else do I have to promote? Coming up soon. Oh, Freestyle Fridays. Every Friday, you can catch that on my social media uh, at Caster Show. Once again, I'm going to start a new show uh, every week. 
Uh, probably starting not this next week, but the week after, because I need to build a set um, where it's called the, the Hit List with the Hitmaker, Platinum Max Caster, where I take down somebody verbally every single week. And um, uh, of course, uh, you can always come see me wrestle the next time that is. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> anyway, that's it. Well done. Uh, Shook Crew, who's a part of that? So Shook Crew is myself. It's Bryce Donovan and it's Bobby Orlando. Uh, and uh, together we are, you know, it's hard to define us. We've yeah. gone through this time and time again. Um, we came together as three random people who got thrown in a match together and it kind of stuck. And things started rolling and we kept going. And so... I'm a rapper. Bryce does some rapping too. Uh, Bobby does a lot of videos. Bobby is also the goatest of all time. He carries a goat around. It's it's <laughs> it's really yeah, it's really a mishmash of, of things. But what I do tell people is that Shook Crew is here to disrupt, just like I am, just like uh, Bryce is on his own, just like Bobby is on his own. We all like to disrupt and make people question what they do and what they think on a daily basis. Uh, in various ways. So my ways to disrupt are maybe a tiny bit different from my friends in the Shook crew, but our ultimate goal is to walk in and kind of rattle the cage a little bit and then win matches and drink root beers and um, just drive home, eat some Pop-Tarts. That's what I do anyway. What kind of Pop-Tarts? Man, I am a, uh, if I had to rank, Based yes. on the ones that Please are... Please rank them. Can you rank them? Yes. Pop-Tarts are my favorite snack. And um, based on the ones you could buy in a store okay. normally, with a let's say with a decent selection, s'mores are the top. Then, of course, you got strawberry. It's a classic. Then blueberry. Then you want to go into your chocolate chip area. Then brown sugar. Then you want to go into Hot Fudge Sunday. You're getting a little weak here. Ugh. Then down below, you got the pretzel ones, the splits ones. Those aren't that great. Those are kind of doing a little bit too much. And then way, way down at the bottom, way down at the bottom, is cherry. The worst. <laughs> the worst. <laughs> You're right. You're 100% right. It is the worst. Um, no one likes cherry. <laughs> nobody likes cherry. All right, Platinum Max, I'm going to let you go. It was, a, it was a phenomenal show. I, I enjoyed talking to you. I hope you had your uh, fun yourself. And uh, I look forward to, to Freestyle Fridays. Look forward to, I look forward to that new show you're talking about. I'll tell you that. Yeah. I, I literally thought of it yesterday. So this is a, a hot scoop, brother. Awesome. Awesome. You can put me down anytime. I enjoy it. I love the fact that, that you take pride in being a troll. <laughs> yes, I have a lot of pride in my life, brother. <laughs> There you go. All right, Platinum Max. Uh, Thanks for coming by, man. And uh, we'll talk to you soon, man. Keep in touch. Thanks. Yeah, no problem. Whatever. I enjoyed it, man. I found him easy to talk to. Um, I feel bad that I kind of put him on the spot with the station ID. But, uh, I mean, who wouldn't want Platinum Max to cut an ID for your channel, you know? I had to ask, right? Uh, this guy is called the Standing Streamer.
wrestling with regret, and you're watching Putting You Over.